0: Well, it's all about the questions. We're learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning original speaker and business strategist Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening. Everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the show today. And because Rhett Palmer pulled me a conversation with April Pointexter french as well, who is in the studio, and we just had our It was so much fun. So thanks, Rhett Palmer, for bringing me in a little bit earlier it's always fun to be on the other side of the mic as well and it was an interesting conversation when I was on the air just before because the conversation went and we were also talking about social media and restaurants and life and podcasts and just the intersections in just Rhett's Aprils and my lives and how so many intersections and let me think about my guest today Candace. and I met Candace through another guest on the show, Bobby, who I've known for, I think we figured out, like almost 30 years, something like that. I know it's a ridiculously long time that we've known each other, and she always introduces me to these really special, unique people, and I recently had an event, I was a keynoter at an event Bobby had, and Candace was speaking as well, and we had been playing tag, trying to get together to chat about different things, and Candace on her brand new podcast called Thrivers, and it... That also got me. I wanted to have Candice on the show today because 2018 is almost over. For those of you who are my regular listeners, both on the iHeartRadio show, you know that 2018 has been a very, very tough year for me with the loss of my mom and a lot of health issues, including sound inducing. I would wish on my worst enemy, especially if they speak for a living. It's not fun when your own voice can trigger vertigo. Think about this question are you thriving this year or surviving? And I realized that really 2018 was definitely summed up for me with the word sur- of thriving, but mostly surviving. So I really wanted to have Candace on the show today to talk about how we can begin to grab more onto the thrive and less on the survive and keep building that thriver muscle.
1: So Candace, welcome to the show. Wow, thank you, Laura. I am so happy to be here. And what a wonderful introduction. Um, I'm honored, and I love how you've connected the dots, and I think that's a fantastic question to get started with. So I'm excited.
0: Well, okay, so let's just dive right in. So Thrivers, how does somebody begin to think of themselves as a Thriver
1: versus a Survivor? I believe one of the biggest challenges that we face on a day-to-day basis that hinders our ability to really fully thrive is a lack of attention, effort, and energy put onto who we are as people. Like, who are you, really? We really need to think about that more, and we need to, to dive deeper into our self-awareness and realize what are our gifts, what are our strengths, what are our passions. Do, am I enjoying this or am I not enjoying this? Uh, I think that's a great way to get started. We societally, you know, culturally, whether it be through school, parenting, you know, being raised as kids, any of that stuff, all of those other influences that we have, I believe the older we get, the more that honor yourself piece of things has been sort of drilled out of us. And we need to get back to focusing on ourselves. Um, so that we can take really good care of ourselves and honor ourselves and what we do and do things that, that serve us instead of constantly putting ourselves in situations that don't serve us.
0: Sort of draining situations, not about being a servant leader that you're talking about. It's about saying yes to everything without making sure it's the right thing for you to be doing. Yes, correct, not correct?
1: Right, yeah. I mean, I... It's a question that I believe we've stopped asking ourselves, that question of, is this serving me? Whether we're talking about a thought that we're thinking or a behavior or a relationship, someone that's in our life, a decision that we're making, I mean, you name it, we can apply this question to anything we've come across in work, in you know, life, relationships, the whole gamut. Is this serving me? And it, and it's not not to be not to be selfish because servant leadership is a wonderful thing, right, right. And we're all I believe we're all here to impact other people as well. That's part of why we're all here. so We do want to serve people. That's always what I seek to do. I know that's what you seek to do. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I think anyone existing on this planet can boil what they do down to the heart of it, of having an impact on other people, and hopefully that's for good. So it's not about being selfish in the way that selfish is usually thought of, but honestly, we need to get a little more selfish. We need to think of ourselves first. Because if we constantly put ourselves in situations that aren't serving us, what do we really have to give to anyone else?
0: This current year, I've kind of started switching the the word from selfish to self-full, because I had Mm -hmm. too much stigma around the word selfish for myself. Mm -hmm. So I started thinking of it as, how can I fill myself more so I have more that I can give to others because I was so drained and had no reserves but I kept trying to help everybody and the years taking care of mom and my own health stuff and is everything I wanted to do but I never I didn't feel myself and my, my book, What Would mm-hmm. a Wise Woman Do, talks about putting on your oxygen mask first and I stopped doing that.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Yes. And that's where we that's where we can get into trouble, right?
0: Right. So let's take a a step back for a moment, because Mm -hmm. I just have this sense that some people may not understand what the word thrive means, and it can be very different for different people, but I'd like to get a baseline for our conversation so that everybody knows how you're defining thrive in this conversation.
1: Mm. Well, the way I define thrive is really unique to every individual. It's the whole, the whole idea of thriving is, you know, doing what you love, feeling sick. I also like to use the term being successful, success hyphen F-U-L-L. Love that. So whatever being, and it's not, it's not based on anyone else's definitions. Like I can't just describe or define what thrive means to anyone. They need to define that for themselves.
0: Okay. What does it mean for you? In your life? What What does it mean for me?
1: For me, it means having more moments of joy and fulfillment um, than I have of, you know, dread or frustration uh, for the, you know, to be doing, excited about what I'm doing and to be. Grateful that I get to do all these wonderful things in my life instead of being overwhelmed by this feeling that I have to do this or I have to do that, right? Now, can every moment of our existence be absolutely blissful? No. <laughs> I mean, it's not. That's not reality. It can't. But for me, thriving is really feeling like I'm making a difference, feeling like I'm using my gifts, talents, and abilities, feeling like I'm being authentic and honoring myself and helping other people and, and having more joyful moments than, than the alternative, you know, more good moments than bad and doing things that honor me, you know, and that serve me.
0: That's a exactly. beautiful way to describe thriving. And if my listeners out there can't come up with your own definition of what thriving means to you, hopefully by the end of today's show, you'll have enough questions and ideas and perspective shifting from Candice in order to mm-hmm. help you find out what thriving mm-hmm. means for you. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think that's just such an important part of the, the conversation, especially going into the end of the year. It's... Mm-hmm. For me, the end of the year is a time, even though with all the Christmas rush and Hanukkah rush and Kwanzaa rush and whatever it may be for people, you know, it's end of year for businesses, we need to take a pause at that Mm -hmm. moment and and do it that way. And we're going to cut over to commercial break right now, and we'll be right back with more from Kansas Zaplak, and we're talking about Thriving. So, Candice, before the commercial break, we were talking about the whole concept of thriving and how you define it. And what kept popping into my head as the commercials were playing, because there's one for a new restaurant in town, American Grill, that from everybody who's been there says they make the most amazing hamburgers in the world. So I just totally have to get there. But this whole (laughs) idea of choice. Like We can choose to thrive, we can choose to survive, we can choose which thoughts we listen to, which ones we don't. It's been a recurring theme the last several weeks on my show with my guests, talking about choice versus feeling like you have no choices. Mm-hmm. Where, mm-hmm. What do you think about the idea of choice versus no choice when your clients come up to you and say, I really don't have any choice. This is I have no options. I can't see the options.
1: Well, honestly, one of the things that I love to do is to help people see the options and possibilities because sometimes we do get stuck and, you know, the, there's, a, there's a big, dense fog that's kind of rolled in and, and we just can't see through it to see that there's alternatives or to see that there's possibilities. I can assure you that there always are alternative choices that we can be making. There, Because we do. We get to choose. Now, maybe we, we can't always choose the circumstances that we find ourselves in, you know. Um, but you, for example, with the challenges that some of the challenges that you faced in the last year. Let's face it. Some of that is totally out of your control. It's, it's beyond your control. The only thing that we can focus on, though, is what we choose to think about that, what we choose to believe about that. What we choose to focus on, you know, in any given moment, even just the choice to focus on the idea that there are alternative possibilities that could be better than where you are right now is a conscious choice that you can make that it will begin to shift you from a surviving mindset or attitude into more of a thriving mindset or attitude.
0: I know one of the biggest choices that I had to make recently with the health stuff, with the vertigo, was after the fourth doctor and he finally figured out what was wrong. And everybody's like, okay, well, you got to take this drug. You got to take this drug. We got to try to calm it down. You're going to live on steroids for a while, whatever. And then I'm like, I speak for a living. My own voice is triggering (laughs) vertigo. Mm -hmm. I, I can't be in silence. Even getting in a car can trigger me. And I said to him, is there something I can do simply and easily, I said, like, maybe an earplug or something that will calm the hyperacute sounds? And they're like, Mm. oh, yeah, you can put an earplug in. (laughs) Uh. And I went, okay. So Mm. do I need do I just go buy any earplug or are there others that are better than others? And he goes, well, I think a custom made earplug would work better because it would really seal the ear. And then your own voice wouldn't echo like it does with a non custom earplug. And I'm like, they saved my life because Mm. I was just like, there's gotta be another option. There's gotta be something Mm -hmm. I can do right away. And, it was, it's great. I'm waiting for the custom earplug because it was made improperly the first time. But they custom modified those, you know, those blue foam earplugs mm-hmm. <laughs> that you see everywhere. And they custom modified them to fit better. So now when I'm on the air, when I'm sitting in my house, when I'm wherever, I have this earplug in. And it just calms it enough that I don't feel like falling and throwing up at the same time.
1: And isn't, and isn't that a beautiful thing, though? And, and you said what I find so interesting about that, and, and no fault to the doctors, of course, because everyone's living their own experience, right? They're living their own. Everyone else is in their own map of their world, right? So the physicians are automatically trained or geared towards, you know, the, the medications or what have you or the therapies, you know, this, that, right? That's, that's what they're attuned to. And it took you being able to, to be open to alternative possibilities to say there's got to be a different option. Can't we come, you know like can't we come up with something better? And and that's really that's really a thriver's mindset. I mean you you know you're really you're really the embodiment of a thriver because you're able to see things in that way. Um,
0: yeah, to me it And, and it, it led
1: to the solution.
0: To me it was engineering brain. It was if you're telling me sound mm-hmm. is definitely the trigger, how do I stop sound? <laughs> mhm. And, and right. they're like, oh, yeah, let's do this. And, and, you know, you get through it. It's not perfect. But mm-hmm. so what I want my listeners to think about from that conversation, Candice, is this idea of think about with all the questions, because you laid out so many awesome questions so far for my listeners to think about. Look at the situation they're in and step outside of it and go, is there another way, like you said? Because mm-hmm. sometimes just
1: saying that, right? gives the Mm -hmm.
0: opening for an answer to come
1: yes interesting thing about our brains they're wired to answer whatever questions we ask them so when you when you pose a question to your brain or even to someone else if you're communicating right if the minute our brains hear a question our brains dive into the database right? They go deep into the subconscious and they are, it's, your brain is searching for an answer. You just have to at first ask the question. And that's why I love the show. You know, it's all about the questions. It's all about the questions that you ask yourself. But you're, even if you don't, even if you don't know the answer consciously, give it some time. Ask the question before you go to sleep. Let your brain work on it while you're sleeping. It's going to be Scouring, you know, like Google, scouring the memory banks of everything that you have in your brain from the time that you were born, everything you've experienced or seen on TV, heard, whatever, right? There's so much more in there than we could ever begin to really realize consciously. Um, it'll, it'll find an answer or it'll come up with another question. Yeah, and it's, I always find it fascinating
0: when, you, when people ask a question and it doesn't come up with another question. Because I, I lay out mm. that whole concept in my book is if you ask a question and there's no additional questions that come from it you probably didn't ask the right question to start with because you, yeah. you got it, you got it you asked a question that gave you the answer you wanted not necessarily the one you needed. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love yeah. about what you're doing with Thrivers in and the conversations that you and I have had. It's because you're so great. At asking questions that don't dead end. <laughs> mm. Well, thank you. And and that's I guess a, it's just my natural curiosity. <laughs> but that's that's a good point. So for my listeners who don't think they ask good questions for, of themselves to help them thrive, what would mm. be something you would say to them to help them trigger? What is really a creative brain thing in them that that's there, but they may not be seeing it. They may be stuck a little bit.
1: So you mean something questions they can ask, or how can they better equip themselves to ask to know what questions to ask?
0: Um, Let's start because we're going to go into national news in in just a moment. So I don't want to go too deep into this. But before we go into the national news, just. Give my listeners something they can begin to think about during the national news break that can help them make or see another
1: choice. Okay, one of the best things that we can do if you're stuck is to put yourself in the shoes of someone else. Get out of your own head and pretend that there's someone else, a friend, a family member, someone that you love that's in that situation that you're finding yourself in, and then ask yourself, what would you ask them to get them started
0: oh, down the love path? Oh, I that. Say that one more time. That's really great. Say that one more time.
1: Take yourself out of... This is kind of... This is an NLP sort of practice, but if you can take yourself out of your own shoes and put yourself... Take the situation that you're in and pretend that someone else that you love — your best friend, your parent, um, whoever, someone else, a coworker, someone that you care about, right — they're facing the challenge or the situation that you're finding yourself in. Put it on them. Pretend that they're the one experiencing it, and then you are the person serving as their friend that cares about them and loves them. What would you ask them if, if you were their friend?
0: It's such a great way of, of looking at it because everybody loves to give advice to everybody else Yes. and when we step outside our own situation, our own picture frame as I call it, like the Harry mm-hmm. Potter movies, you can see things that you didn't see when you were standing inside the picture
1: frame of your life mm-hmm. yes, yes, we use this a lot with NLP, it's called perceptual positions and when you can sometimes it's just The shift in perspective, we're stuck in our own map of the world and how we're seeing things and we can't get through. It's not until we can separate ourselves from what's going on and put ourselves into a different perceptual position that we can you know, tune into that clarity that we need or get unstuck or move ourselves forward.
0: I love that. We're here with Candace Zaplack talking about how you can thrive. She founded Thrivers. It's an amazing business that she's got going. She's a consultant. She's got a podcast. And we're going to be right back after the national news break with more from Candice. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us live on iHeartRadio, you missed a great first half of the show, so go get it on the podcast at itsallaboutthequestions.com or anywhere podcasts can be found. Listen to in over 31 countries right now, I think, the podcast. And uh, you can get it on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it. If they, if they host podcasts, you can find my show. And for those of you who didn't catch the first half of the show... Um, we've been talking with Candace Apelak, talking about thriving, talking about how to go from feeling like you're barely surviving to thriving, even if it is just a few more moments a day, a week, a month or a year, how to shift those thoughts. Candace, before the national news, we were talking about choice and, and how people can begin to reframe how they're looking at their life situations if they can't think of other choices you said put themselves in the shoes of somebody else that they know somebody that they love that may have that same situation and say what would i advise them to do in that situation And i thought that was a great new way and yet relatively simple way for people to begin to step out of their own way so thank you for that
1: Mhm. Mhm. It can be very powerful.
0: Yeah. Now you created Thrivers to with All the work that you do, you know, you've had, I know you've had this, but, you know, I I don't read bios on the air. It's always up on the website and stuff. But, you know, you're known as a success catalyst. You've had four successful businesses. You're you're an NLP master practitioner, coach, teacher. You're a speaker with the John Maxwell team. You've done an Alt-MBA program with Seth Godin. You know, pretty much you've been in life and business for a really, really long time and managed to thrive. At times not but mostly thrive, right? Because thriving isn't a 100% guarantee 100% of the time, as you said earlier today.
1: Correct, correct. Yeah, it's been, um, it's definitely been a journey. And I can I can really, I can share that um, there have been a lot of moments in my life earlier on where I was a little more in surviving mode than thriving mode, as much as I, and and that's really how Thrivers came about, is by, you know, my exploration and doing different things. I've always been driven to find that thrive factor for myself, Um, and in all the experiences that I've had, I haven't always hit the mark, and it's only by knowing what didn't work. (laughs) That, that, you know, that helped me understand what is going to work. I think that's important for the listeners to, to really understand as well is sometimes we have to try things. You know, if you ask the question, is this serving me? And you come up with the answer no, right? Then you can begin to ask, okay, what would it look like in this situation if it did serve me, even if it just did serve me more, and whatever you come up with may require action or change or, you know, whatever. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get it right on the first try. The whole point is you have to keep trying. And it's a, you know, it's a mind sh- mindset shift. And then if you find that that choice that you made isn't serving you as well as you wanted to either, how can I, how can I improve on that? What, what improvements can I make? How can I tweak this so that, you know, to, to bump that thrive factor up and over time when you continue, it's like a cycle, right? You continue to make the choices and, and shift your direction and um, and consistently over time it grows and builds and grows and builds. We have to nurture that constantly though.
0: So Yeah, and it's something that I feel women have the hardest time with. They're great at nurturing other people and mm. other people's thoughts and lifting them up but we often get distracted for ourselves to, mm. to constantly nurture ourselves. And you mentioned yeah. that, you know, you've had times where you were surviving. What are some of the tools in your toolbox that you've used to help yourself or to help your clients when they're in that?
1: Well, the, the questions really help. And shifting the focus, um, you know, it's, and I can I can surely relate most of the most of the issues that I've had myself with thriving, and, and you know not really feeling like I was able to are the times when I lost myself, you know, did, yeah, lost myself a little bit with caring for everyone else. Um, you know, when I started the when I started the businesses at first. I had always sworn off of entrepreneurship and said, you know, I'm not going to do it. I had a dad who worked, you know, 80, 90, sometimes 100 hours a week when we were growing up. He was an entrepreneur. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, which was a wonderful thing. Um, He was gone so much and made so many sacrifices for our family that I just said, you know what, I am not going to do that. Family's important to me. And, and I said, I'm, you know, I'm never going to put Never going to be in a position where I had to put business in front of my family. Well, lo and behold, you know, I, everything's going really well. I'm in psychology. Right then, boom, I have kids. And, you know, I, and, and my whole world changed. You know, married, kids, now they're the focus. And, you know, I found myself in entrepreneurship, ironically enough, because it, was, it turned out being the best way for me to be there for my kids. So, you know, I spent a lot of years really balancing that whole, how can I be the mother like my stay-at-home mom was? So how can I be all of that for my children? And how can I honor my, also honor at the same time, the entrepreneurial drive that I got from my father? You know, that created a lot of conflicts. And again, like I said, a lot of trial and error. I think the reason I'm able to help people today is because, I've had so many missteps and failures, and I've done it the hard way, and I've seen what doesn't work, um, and one of those things is, like you said, losing sight of yourself. I made all the decisions in my business and with our family and sacrificed what I really wanted so that I could do more or be more for my children, um, support. You know, we were in businesses where I was doing things that, that I don't fully enjoy, um, But it served its purpose at the time because it allowed me to, I guess, thrive more fully as a mother. Um, But, yeah, so I'm sorry. I kind of went round and round on that one. (laughs) You might want to pull me back and (laughs) phrase the question again.
0: (laughs) No, it's totally fine the way you went with that. It got me thinking in more tangentially with lots of other things. I've consulted a lot with a lot of my clients that have home-based businesses up to, you know, Fortune 50 companies that that I work with. And this whole concept of you can have it all I I don't really think exists at all. And you said it so beautifully and eloquently. It's there are times, there are seasons where mm-hmm. you make certain choices. And then you have to make certain other choices because of what's going on in your life at that time but the nugget i took from there is don't forget that in that season where you have to make a choice that maybe doesn't light you up as fully mm-hmm. be okay with it take care of yourself and make sure there's still a part of you that's being served there mhm yes
1: Yes, it's in uh, and, and it's true. We have we have different seasons and and I've always uh, my goal through all of this has been really to have as much of all of it as I possibly can. Um, but I did I made a lot of career sacrifices or business sacrifices with, you know, income and opportunities and things like that that I let go of and didn't take because I didn't want it to interfere with my family. And, and that's a personal, choi- personal choice and decision that I made that was, that was right for me at the time. You know, looking back, we look back in hindsight and, um, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of, there's probably a lot of those opportunities that I could have taken in some shape or form. Um, and had it not interfere, you know, with the kids and the family. So, um, yeah, it's just, but it's all about the questions that we ask ourselves and the decisions that we decide to make. And I think knowing where we're at and what's important to us right now is the most important thing. And for me, when I was, when my children were younger, they're 13 and 16 now, two boys, and when they were younger, it was really important for me to be there with them. And, and I, that's, that's what mattered the most. They're older now. So my priorities have shifted Um, and there's different things that are driving, you know, driving my why and kind of put into that thrive formula, right? For me, that's, that's, that's informing my best way right now. It's not the same as it was when they were five and six, it evolves, it changes, different seasons come into play. Like, you can't think that you're going to have this, you know, what it what it means to you to thrive today, wherever you're at, isn't necessarily going to be the same kind of formula that you're looking at to thrive five years from now.
0: That got me thinking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this the last bunch of years, it's been that roller coaster of where are you at in that moment and and all of that and learning to do that. And I was thinking about some of the questions you posed at the very, very beginning of the show when we were talking about surviving versus thriving and and that and this whole idea of does what I'm doing bring me joy? Does it light me up? Does it serve me? Does it serve others? Does it, is it something that I'm good at? That's my passions. Is it my why, my purpose? Mm -hmm. And that's something we all need to keep looking at all the time, not just Mm -hmm. once a year or once a decade, but, you know, every week, every month. Look at it, because as a door opens, as you walk through a choice, then all of a sudden other choices that you didn't see are now open. Mm -hmm. And that seems to me what thriving is about with the work that you do, is helping Mm -hmm. people see that.
1: Yes, and know what it is on, and you know, you said week to week, it's day to day and moment to moment, right, in the choices that we make. The part where we have to do the work, though, is that we need to dedicate time to sitting down with ourselves and figuring out what, What it means for us to thrive, what does being successful, F-U-L-L, right, full of success, mean to you right now? And that's where we're going to go right
0: to commercial break. So think about that, everybody. What does being successful mean for you right now? And we'll be right back with more from Candace Staplack. Time flies when you're asking questions and getting amazing answers and even more questions. So thanks for being here,
1: Candace. Mm, well, thank you for having me. It's been a ton of fun, and yes, I could talk about this stuff for hours and hours. Especially with you, it's engaging. I love it.
0: Well, thank you. You know, it—the it, beauty of questions for me is it, as you said earlier, makes your brain start to think. It. Mm-hmm. it our brains are wired to uh, to answer questions, and we just need to engage it with some other ways of thinking so that we can see choices where we didn't see any choices before and we can see thriving. And you know, you created another business, right? You've had so many businesses already Mm. and, and now you, you've got a podcast going called Thrivers with a Z and you've got so much different in your life going on. What was it about starting Thrivers and helping people thrive that really lights you up right now.
1: You know, I really feel like I'm on a mission to help to help all of us to really to fundamentally transform the way we think about and the way we do life, work and leadership the old ways of doing things you know they just don't work anymore we need to move into we need to move into this new time and this new era in asking better questions um, but really in tuning into who we are and what we desire i really believe that each one of us is here to do something special with our lives there's something that we are uniquely equipped to do, and our life experiences, everything that we've had, you know, just helps inform that, you know, that purpose that we're here to serve uh, on this planet, and I really want to see more people engaged in doing things that light them up, in giving themselves permission to live the life they truly desire. I really believe we all deserve to have all the time the money, and the freedom we need to live the life we truly desire and leave a legacy that we're proud of without having to make stupid sacrifices, like in my opinion my father did, right? Stupid sacrifices or losing all sense of balance or like losing ourselves, you know? We all deserve that. It takes work. We have to work on ourselves. We have to ask the right questions. um, And we need to have the courage to step into you know, our path and give ourselves permission to break the status quo and, um, you know, get rid of that, that ego, mind, naysaying voice that is usually always there telling us you can't do it and nothing comes, nothing's worth having unless it comes with sacrifice. I don't believe that.
0: It, so. Interesting that you, you mentioned your dad and the sacrifices he made and the choices that he made to work the hours that he did. It was a very different time. Mm -hmm. It was a very, very different time, and there was that status quo belief system that a man had to provide for everything, and they needed to not worry about anything else other than providing for their family, and that has begun to shift quite a bit, you know, where women have entered the workplace and all of those other things, and I'll never forget, growing up, my dad... He, he was a builder, and he was also in sales, transportation sales, before he started his own uh, construction company, building company. And I would come home from school, and Dad would be sitting there in the chair with um, potato chips and a scotch, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it just was, you know. Dad was always able to be there, and Mom was a stay-at-home mom until I turned 16 and got my driver's license. and. They just took care of everybody, but Dad always seemed to finish his work by the time we got home from school. Occasionally, he had to go on a business trip, or he had to do some other things, and he couldn't do that, and I remember watching him, and one day I said to him, Dad, how do you do it? And he said, I know what I need to get done for the day. I build the relationships with the people I do business with, and I'm, I focus, and I get it taken care of. And to me, it was fascinating because when he worked for somebody else and when he worked, had his own company and he was an entrepreneur, he always had that. And he he taught that to my brother who passed away when he was 13 and I was 10. But to me Mm. as well, this idea of you can balance, but it may mean you're going to have to work really hard for specific times of the day and build all these other relationships it got to the point where when dad needed to close some more sales he just picked up the phone called some people he knew and said hey you want to do business uh with us and they're like yeah
1: you know let's do that (laughs) yeah 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 and it is it's a it's a different it's a different time now it really is and i don't i don't I don't have any regrets about how I grew up i mean we had a lot of special family time together, and you know I used to go on a week long summer vacation, and we've been doing it every year since I was two years old and to this day we still go my parents take um, myself and my husband and our kids you know and we've been going with the same families you know there's lots of things I don't begrudge any of that it's 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 informed my journey though right like right. it's informed my journey and it's equipped me to be able to empower and help other people and um, yeah he was and he's built two really really exceptionally successful businesses and now he gets the benefit of being a wonderful grandfather to um, my two boys and he is able to be present with them in a way that he never was with us and I think that's a glorious thing so um, and he raised uh, a
0: beautiful daughter who's making a difference out in the world helping people thrive
1: Thank you. Well, we try. Yeah. <laughs> we do. I, I don't like the word try, but yes. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Thank in, you. In the immortal words of Yoda, there is no try, only do, <laughs> even though he never said that in the movie whatsoever.
1: No, I didn't know that. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, yeah. He, he's actually never used those words in the movie. So I want to make sure that people know how they can reach out to you, Candice. So why don't you share how people can find you, reach out to you, ask you questions.
1: Sure, uh, probably the easiest way is by going to Thrivers.com, so it's Thrivers with a Z.com, so T-H-R-I-V-E-R-Z.com. <clears throat> that, um that, that website is, is a current evolution that's fully functional right now to get you where you need to go and direct you to, um, to other resources if you want to learn about me, if you want to engage with my programs. Um, and then, you know, if you're a social media uh, buff and you want to reach out to me on one of your favorite channels, I'm pretty much everywhere. I uh, tend to live primarily on Facebook, links, LinkedIn, and Instagram, but you can find me everywhere at my name. All of my profiles are at my name, which is C-A-N-D-I-C-E, and then ZAPLAC is C as in Charlie, Z as in Zed. A-P-L-A-K. I know it's a funny last name. It's my husband's fault, though, so. Say my that three name times Cook. fast. <laughs> I had it really easy. <laughs> all right, but let's try to
0: direct everybody over to Thrivers.com so that they can Ooh. find all your information, because I know all your social media stuff is up there, too, so they can click right on Thrivers.com and uh, connect with you yeah, on all of your there. social media. One place, nice and simple and easy, and I'll obviously have all the links as well. So thanks so much for being here with me today. It was great.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. And to everyone listening, remember, you deserve to be- All right. You're going to have to You've cut that
0: off. You deserve to thrive, everybody, the and the right questions yes. can change your life. Story. Have a great day, everyone. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.